Hello, and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. I'm associate editor Aaron Marsh, and I recently had the chance to speak with Siki Ballard, founder and CEO of Beta Financial Services, a holding company that has applied for a bank charter with FDIC and the state of Illinois for Beta Bank. This branchless digital bank will have a mission of fair lending for those who have at times been, quote, in the shadows of the banking system, such as minorities, women, and immigrants. As part of Beta Bank's motivation, Ballard cites the experience of his father, who decades ago was denied loans 13 times to expand his logging business. He talked about how Beta Bank will use automation in achieving its goals. Siki, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So what is, um, what's, the, what's the current status of this? What is the, the news and where are you in your application process? We submitted our application with the regulators uh, just a few days ago. And we anticipate that process to resolve itself within the next six to nine months. So it puts us at around the end of this year, uh, very beginning of next year. The second track is the technical build of the bank. Um, As you mentioned, we are building a digital commercial bank. We won't have any branches, but we will provide full services that typical legacy banks provide, meaning we'll provide uh, checking, savings accounts, um, uh, uh, debit cards, credit cards, table stakes. But what's special about what we're building and what I think is of value to our future clients is that we have also uh, automated commercial lending. Uh, And so completing that build, which uh, we anticipate will require about 66,000 software development hours um, is uh, a pretty sizable undertaking, but we are fortunate in having partnership with uh, Google and Deloitte. Um, And so, We kicked off the build of the bank uh, in March of this year. Uh, We are currently on track, fully functioning, but uh, not yet with the mobile application. It's web. Um, We anticipate that will be completed um, also in the very beginning of Q4. So around the the, uh, same time as um, the uh, regulatory process is resolving itself. Both of those, you know, if, if, if they go to plan uh, and they have gone to plan thus far, uh, we'll be in a position to open our uh, digital doors uh, for uh, clients in Q1 of 2023. Okay, so is, this is still sort of, um, there's, there's work to be done. It's a work in progress. One of the things that, that stands out to me in, in hearing about this is the motivation that, that uh, is behind it. Can you tell us a little bit about what's what's driving this effort? Why why form uh, this new beta bank, and what what has been your motivation? The 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 central motivation is that lending is fundamentally broken. If I go into a bank, and I, I'm a black guy, if I go into a bank and a white guy goes into a bank, and we have the exact same financial profile, same balance sheet, income statement, cash flow. We are the same person apart from the color of our skin and we're applying for a small business loan. I am 2.7 times more likely to be denied that loan 
And in the event that I do get it, I'm going to pay on average about 180 basis points more for that loan. And that's true across all forms of debt financing. It's also true for women to a slightly lower degree. It's true for immigrants. It's true for uh, working class white people. Uh, there, are, there are a number of subgroups in the nation that aren't being adequately serviced by legacy banks. And the root cause of why is when Sally goes into a bank, she's sitting across the table from a banker, a loan officer, who is not just evaluating what's written on paper about the performance of Sally's business. They are applying what I'll call a, a subjective character test. They're looking at Sally and they're, they're making determinations about her trustworthiness uh, does she look like a successful business person who's responsible and going to pay back her loan? And it's that subjective component that introduces um, inefficiencies in the system that result in equally qualified people being denied loans and financing. The second big problem with how legacy banks originate loans, uh, I'll just set up as, a, as an example. Let's say they get a $100,000 loan application and they get a $1 million loan application. The cost of diligence, meaning the cost of evaluating whether they should make that loan is essentially the same between the two. But because the million dollar loan is more profitable, the bank is going to choose that loan every time. And so what that means is that if you're applying for small dollar loans, that bank is either going to sort of tag you along. They won't overtly say we don't make loans of that size. Uh, you'll find your application at the bottom of the pile and until you're ultimately denied. And if you're not denied, you're, you're routed to products like credit cards that of course have a really high interest rate and are not properly suited for the need of that small business. And so what we've endeavored to do is to completely rethink and rebuild that whole process of how someone applies for a loan, how the risk of lending to that business is evaluated, and ultimately what determines whether that entrepreneur receives the loan that they're applying for. And where we focused is in uh, data aggregation and data analysis. So the loan flow that DataBank will employ will automate the process of gathering information about the business and gathering information about the owners of that business. We will leverage our, what we call credit box as a filtering mechanism. So we have uh, a perspective on the financial operating metrics of that business. And the question then becomes, do they meet our threshold or not? We've significantly lowered the cost. You know, it's much cheaper to have a computer take in information and analyze it versus having a loan officer take in paper applications and do maths and run ratios. To the furthest extent that we believe we, we are able to at this point, we've removed opportunities for that human bias to show up in the loan process. And so ultimately, the result of that is when we make loans to our depositors, we will be, we will be judging their creditworthiness based on the merits and the merits alone. And 
the, the outcome of that is going to be a portfolio of borrowers, small businesses, entrepreneurs around the country, primarily in Chicago MSA, but around the country, um, who reflect the rich diversity of the nation that we live in. What other kinds of things do you have to consider if you're going to have a, like a more fair system in lending? Like what um, is it, does it come down to even like just geographies? I know you said that this is going to be mainly in the in the Illinois, Chicago area. Um, but are there other things that you've got to filter out to get it a more fair system? You, you mentioned geography, and I think that's a big one. Um, uh, bankers often make loans based on zip codes, you know, and in decades past, um, you know, uh, the, the, the most cynical manifestation of that was redlining, you know, where they would literally draw red lines around whole communities and put X's on them and say, we will never lend in, in those communities and those zip codes. But of course, there are successful businesses that are operating in those zip codes. They might not be as plentiful as in others, but there are successful businesses. So, you know, just, just using this hypothetical, I'm a banker at a legacy bank, and I am considering making a loan to a business that operates from Chicago's Loop, which is kind of our central business district versus making a loan to a small business, let's say in Gary, Indiana, which is a, you know, a stone's throw away from Chicago. Gary, Indiana is an economically challenged uh, um, city at the moment. And that banker is, you know, even if it's subconscious or conscious, it doesn't matter, the end, the end result is the same that banker is going to have a perception about that business simply because of the city where, where it operates. But mm -hmm. what we're striving to do is go a step deeper. So yes, this is your zip code, but show us your financial statements. My view is that financial statements are novels. They tell a story. They tell you exactly how well that business is run. And if you look at that and you really focus your analysis on how the business has been run and whether it has the capacity to take on debt and service that debt, then you would make that loan to that business in Gary. And you'd probably make the loan to the business in, in Chicago too in the loop. But in our process, that business in Gary has a shot. Without really uh, involving that much more risk, you're saying you, you want to get to um, the actual operations of the of the uh, the business itself. Yeah, I actually think it lowers the risk. My view is, uh, you know, if you if you build the technology smartly, then number one, you can lower your cost of going through that analysis, and number two, you can you can remove the sort of biases that human involvement creates opportunity for. Yeah. And you and I were talking, Siki, a little bit before we began, and it sounded like um, some of this process, some of this technology that you are developing or that has been developed will be, um, you know, of course, employed at, at Beta Bank. But um, it sounded like it might be applicable to other banks. Maybe you, you look to sell the technology to others. Is that is that the mm -hmm. case? Our focus today is getting Beta Bank up and running and making sure that what we build um, as BetaBank, making sure that that is serving our customers in the way that we intend to serve them. But our long-term strategy 
is that what we are building for BetaBank, which is cloud-based, full-service banking services, what we're building for BetaBank has utility more broadly. Today, if you were to survey community bankers, and this is nationwide, if you were to survey community bankers, their biggest number one concern is automation. It's how challenger banks, how fintech companies are chopping off pieces of, of their business. Either they don't have the technical acumen to be able to uh, modernize their own systems, or maybe they're locked into onerous contracts with you know, the biggest core providers who aren't willing to give them that degree of flexibility, or they don't have the financial resources to do it. And so we're in the process of building a technical infrastructure for Beta Bank that I envision those banks would also have an interest in possibly using. We've got the backing of uh, two of the most successful companies in the world, uh, Google being one of them, Deloitte being the other. I think it's reasonable that others might want to benefit from that as well. I received a message from a representative at Google on LinkedIn uh, in early 2020. Uh, he had come across an interview that I'd done with NASDAQ where I discussed uh, our algorithm, where I discussed um, my ambitions for creating broader financial impact um, using our approach to lending. And he was interested in how Google could support us in that endeavor. For them, the first motivation is mission alignment. They believe that fair access to capital is an important goal and their values align with creating the kind of architecture that could allow for that. Ult ultimately, for me, it's about measuring people, everybody using the same yardstick. Um, and, and to me, that ultimately is fairness. You know, not everybody is going to, is going to, um, to be approved. There, there, there are a lot of people out there who simply are not creditworthy. But if you, if you look at them on the merits of how they've performed, then you'll, I just think you'll start seeing some equalization. You'll, you'll start seeing much fairer access. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thanks for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news in financial services. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice.